Taking you guys on an automotive journey every week, your mechanical vibe tribe right here, Wrench Nation, hanging out with uh, my lovely co-host, Mrs. Susie Sockets. How are you, girl? I'm amazing, Frank. How are you, buddy? I'm good, but I do got to give what? a shout out because, you know, school here, yep. I got to let the people know we got a lot of parents listening and a lot of students who are getting ready to finish school here in a few weeks. Uh, but if you are interested in signing up for the fall, let's get that early on. Oh, yeah. We're talking medical assistant, nursing assistant, occupational therapy, all kinds of skilled trades, and of course, the automotive, automotive. and collision program who continually ranks at Skills USA National. Right. Oh, that's excellent. It is excellent. In fact, years ago, I think it was, I don't know, show number 10.2. We were at Kentucky when Mike Rowe was in-house, and we sort of did a live remote from that whole Skills USA. It was my first time going, and it was incredible. You met Mike Rowe? I did not. We were standing in line. <laughs> we are trying to meet Mr. Mike Rowe. But, of course, uh, we are certainly in spirit with Mike Rowe's message. <laughs> and I speak to a lot of you out there that, uh, come on now, you've got one little old 40-hour-a-week job. Go get another 40 hours. <laughs> Add a skill set. I mean, I think a lot of you think about, well, I don't want to become an automotive technician, or I may not really be interested in doing collision repairs, but you don't know unless you try. It's not, a, it's not like you're going to a six- to eight-year degree program. Right. And so try it. And I speak to all my parents. It's a whole different world. You know, Susie, we talk about 100 gazillion, I want to say, but it's 100 million. Lines of code on the new F-150. Right. So if you're listening, check out evit.com. We are excited to spend it with you guys. I remind you to get on to wrenchnation.tv. Uh, we know that you guys will dip in and out. Last week, we had Dennis Gage, my classic awesome car. Awesome show. Great show. And that that's all up there uh, on the website for you guys to check out, as well as uh, the weekly podcast that's Sunday and a big shout out to our KFNX 90.7 and 88.7 the Pulse listeners on Saturday award-winning Wrench Nation well I'm I gonna say that well I guess yeah, yeah. we're award-winning we, we received an award yes we did a few awards but it's not about <laughs> us people it's about you and how about this a lot of you got your hoopties in the garage <laughs> and you guys are ready you are ready paint's done interior's done you dialed in the horsepower for that motor you got the rear end squared away. And a lot of you, I know how it is. A lot of you have sort of the let me just move it around type tires. In other words, you've got some junky, clunky tires just to move it a few feet. And now you're ready to throw on some amazing tires. Susie, you got a classic. Ooh, yes, I do. And so when we're talking tires and yep. we're talking rims, why not have CEO and president of Coker? Tire, of course, uh, the legend brand of companies. We're, we're going to legendary brand of companies. We're going to talk more about that. But Coker Tire, those white walls, people, you've yeah, seen them. You're <laughs> drooling all over them. And I know a lot of you are ready to pop some tires on. So we're going to dive in. Of course, Wade Kawasaki, president and chief executive officer of legendary brands, has been in the industry. I mean, a lot of you right now can relate. You started young. Well, Wade started pumping gas. <laughs> Way really? back when. And fast forward to his series, Car Guy Adventure. Adventures. You can get that on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, SEMA board. He has seen a lot. So we're just honored to have oh, wow. Mr. Wade Kawasaki join us 
Uh, but before we do, I've got to ring the recall bell, family. And I, I know a lot of you are driving uh, the 13 to 15 Santa Fe, very popular platform, along with mix that in there, the little 2019 Elantra. Uh, there are potentials for fires for these vehicles, wow. and they've recalled them. In fact, uh, Susie and I, before we went on air, we said, you know what, let's make sure we make a mental note. You know, right. when you come into our garage, if, if, if it's a baby, it's young mileage, it's, it's in that factory warranty, our technicians will check recalls first. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of Hyundais in. So specifically, people, this is a brake fluid leak Ouch. into the ABS module. Of course, there's all that circuitry. Yeah. And brake fluid don't like to hang out <laughs> with electricity too much. <laughs> so that can... Uh, as well as paints. Keep the brake fluid off the That's paint. Right. Just talk about stripping paint. <laughs> but Hyundai is adding uh, more potentially affected vehicles to its list uh, with the increase of fires, and uh, it issued this recall. So I want you guys to be safe. Lastly, uh, I want to share with you an experience before we jump into Susie's weird automotive news. We uh, always like to share with you some of our struggles in the garage. Uh, you know, we do a lot of training, and we're in business for a reason. For the most part, we get it right, and we own what we do. But, boy, we've got this Subaru in the shop. No check engine light. It stumbles. Mm-hmm. It hesitates. Uh, coils were replaced. They had to be replaced. This thing's got about 150,000 miles on it. Plugs were replaced. We looked at what we call misfire monitors, and we looked at mode 6 data without getting mm-hmm. in all the technical. looked at fuel trims. Well, I want to share with you guys something that you can do that may cure it all. A couple of boats and a pigtail connected to what they call an EGR. That EGR is an exhaust gas recirculation valve. You probably never remember it, but you may remember EGR. Yes. It's important. Well, I posted up a picture, and you guys can check this out on Twitter. Uh, go over to uh, Your Mechanic, Your Mechanic. We'll probably put it up on our Wrench Nation Facebook as well. But you can clearly see the coking and the carbon buildup on the end of that pintel valve on the EGR. And we mentioned this last week. Yes. Shower head nozzle, it's clogged, <laughs> you're grumpy, you can't get your shower on in the morning. That is a problem. <laughs> yes. It's the same with your fuel system and actually all your air fuel management devices. So you may be prone to just pull the EGR off, get a little cleaner, right? A little carb cleaner is mm-hmm. safe. Stay away from the electrical connector, right? You're cleaning the mechanical side. This one had so much buildup, it was horrible. So it improved, but I'm anxious to go back into the garage tomorrow morning and follow through. Of course, we got to test drive it. But yeah, that Subaru is. So uh, that's in the. It's in the. What's that? How is that different from like an air fuel induction? Well, it's a part of the air okay. fuel induction service, guys. We talk about that. Very good question. That air fuel induction again. I go back. Let's keep it simple, man. It's like the coking and caking on the oven and the mm-hmm. microwave. You got to clean that stuff periodically. Carbon is the enemy. It's a byproduct of engine oil and gas. You've heard us say this before. It builds up. And mm-hmm. if you've got a direct injection motor, look out, people. That should yeah. be once a year. My Volkswagen family, look out. Because if not, you have to go in and, and, and sort of mechanically, manually clean this stuff out. It gets very expensive. So do the teeth cleaning for that air induction, that fuel system, which includes that EGR. Very good, good question. Thanks, Frank. Now, keep it happy. Susie, what's going on with the, before we bring in Mr. Wade Kawasaki, I want to know what is happening in the weird section of the automotive Uh, goodness. Well, this is actually going to fall under Frank and Wade. So, Frank, you own a garage. 
Yeah, right? I you're do. owner. Uh, some days I don't know yeah, if I own it are. or not. You are. <laughs> and then we've got Wade, who's an entrepreneur. He owns, right, Coker Tires. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm here to tell you I'm going to own my own gas station. What? Yeah. Are you? Am I coming in with you on this one? <laughs> well, I might have to confer with Wade because he actually used to work for a gas station, right? Yeah. I kid you not, Frank. I'm going to actually purchase a rundown gas station. Oh, wait, the- wait, time out. Do I have a choice in geography? Do you have a choice? Well, let me tell you this. Can we get something nice by Malibu? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you went. I, I was I was zigging and you zagged because I was thinking that you wanted location so I wouldn't leave the garage. And I'm not leaving the garage. All right. But I'm also not going to Malibu. Oh. And, it's and gonna, you're going to buy a gas station. It's going to be in the desert. Okay. Oh. And I got a lot of work to do, Frank. All right. I'm still going to do the show. I'm still going to sure, you work at the garage. Dealing with tanker drivers. But I... <laughs> But I gotta, I gotta take this rundown gas station, and I gotta work on it. I gotta renovate sure. it. I gotta. Well, what kind of plans do you out, have? Yeah, Mrs. what Susie? kind of gas? What kind of snacks? I'm definitely gonna have Coker tires. Ah. you know, as an inventory, All and right. there's lots of renovations. What but- name would you give your gas station, <laughs> Susie Sockets? <laughs> And I when, mean, a name is really critical, I believe. That's right. That's right. Do you believe me at all, Frank? Uh, you are a very special lady, and I believe everything <laughs> you say. <laughs> so tell me, are you really interested? Heck no, Frank. All right. Is that a big, that's a big <laughs> headache, isn't it? <laughs> Heck no, Frank. But I'll tell you what. You can actually own your own gas station through a simulator. You can uh, download it on Steam. Wait a minute now. People, I kid you not. Now, this, is this up there with all the video games? What happened to have just like Pac-Man? Well, I just want to play Pac-Man. It's on you your PC, and right. you know it's just an opportunity to, to own a gas station, and literally you're going to be able to hone in on your business skills on this bad boy. All right. Now, I, I have to say something yes, about sir. the gas station. If we went back to the 70s and 80s, if you owned a gas station... You had to deal with some dirty people. <laughs> you remember? Do you remember back in the day? Yes. It was in New York where they had the uh, big scandal, the gas tax. Yes. Mafioso were taking the gas tax. <laughs> there was a big problem. Uh, is there a chapter about how to do clean business in it, the gas station? It doesn't. It doesn't. But I like that idea. Isn't that kind of fun? My daughter would love that. I think it's so cute. So then it it prompted me to look at other simulators, other places. You can do like a food truck simulator. You can do a gas station simulator. Um, it just seems like so much fun. Well, I know this, which is really cool. Uh, we had some fun with uh, the idea that, of course, Bosch and the Europeans, they're just way ahead in this uh, category where we are going to have sort of simulated repairs. Now, imagine this. You have a set of goggles on, and remotely there's an engineer who's pointing out to you yeah, that's crazy. the various things that I can, and, and that's happening. I know mm-hmm. in Deutsche Lande and, and Bosch is a big leader in that category, but uh, of course we, we made fun of that because we basically said it's going to be like, Alexa, Alexa, tell me how to fix my car. <laughs> that's right. You know, and Alexa would just tell you, okay, replace the O2 sensor, you that's schmuck. Right. <laughs> but no, that's pretty cool. I like the idea of simulation. It is kind of cool, and I say all of you should check it out. All right, now let me ask you something. Let's go back in time here before we go to break. It is 1987. You're listening to Billy Idol. If you had a simulator and you knew you could have a choice of career, Susie, go way back in time. What would you have picked? Ah, let's see. I think I'd probably go into flying. Oh, you want to fly? Yeah, I'd be a pilot. A pilot? Mm Mm-hmm. You look like a pilot. Do I really? Yeah, you just need a little funny hat. I like to wear headphones and speak in a microphone. I mean, you look like an old school pilot. (laughs) 
Well, no, seriously, as a kid, you wanted to be a pilot. I did. You fly. I flew. I think you're still flying. I do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. It really is interesting you mentioned that because, you know, my daughter, she's all about STEM. Dude, this kid is amazing. Sure. A lot of you you parents out there, your kids are really, especially the young girls, you need to hold on to that vision for them. As soon as they hit teenage years, we, we talked about this with a few other female NASCAR drivers and such, they, for some reason, tap out of the STEM programs as they age, you know, 15, 16, 17. Really? So my daughter currently, she's like building robots and stuff. Good and job. She really, really. So yesterday she says, Dad, I want to be an air traffic controller. I'm oh. like, okay, that's a lot of stress right there. Are you sure about that? <laughs> but she's got that interest. Anyway, keep your interest cooking. We are honored to have Mr. Wade Kawasaki, President and Chief Executive Officer of Legendary Brands, formerly Coker Group. You guys know those wonderful white walls. We're going to talk wheels and tires. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now you need bg44k it's the one dealerships use the most in fact they use bg44k almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made to find a shop near you go to bgfindashop.com that's bgfindashop.com i got my mileage back funding for wrench nation car talk brought to you by vision Collision, a full-service auto body repair, collision repair, and automotive paint facility in Tempe, Arizona, serving all of Greater Phoenix. Free towing, free estimates, Vision Collision, family owned and operated, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions, auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto park distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Parts Authority Auto Parts. Founded in 1972, a leading national distributor of automotive replacement parts, tools, equipment, and transmissions. For location near you, visit partsauthority.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Get on to wrenchnation.tv. If you miss bits and pieces of the show, we invite you to get onto the website or catch the podcast uploaded. You can listen to the show at your leisure. Uh, your build project, whether it's a classic vehicle of period history, muscle car, or even a tuna ride. We have seen so many of you out at car shows with some gorgeous tuna rides. Tires is critical. The look of your wheels also meets up to what sort of voice message your ride is going to extend out to people. And and help us navigate. Uh, We've got president and CEO of Legendary Brands, formula Coker Group, 
uh, Wade Kawasaki. Wade, are you there? I am here, Frank. Awesome. Now, listen, Susie kind of teased us. She said she was getting, I thought she was, she said she's getting to the gas station business, but let's go back in time. Wade, that's kind of where you cut your teeth in. It absolutely is. And uh, Frank, Susie, thank you for so stoked and excited to be on Wrench Nation. Oh, whoops. Actually, I said that wrong, didn't I? No. Nope. I'm so excited oh. to be on the award-winning oh, my gosh. Car Talk. So, uh, so I actually listen and pay attention and, uh, no, it's, uh, it's great, and you guys do a great job. Thank you for your service to our industry and our hobby and, and of course, all of our passion. We, we so appreciate that. But, um, yeah, I, I just as Susie uh, aspires to be a gas station owner, uh, I started out in my, in my father's uh, <clears throat> gas station, Shell Gas Station in downtown L.A., and, you know, that was, you know, I, I, I started helping him, I think, on weekends when I was about 11 or 12 years old. So that's the early 70s. I just got to watch all those cool muscle cars coming into that gas station. This was back in the day, you know, when, when we did things that I'm sure won't be in the app, <laughs> like actually check the air in the tires, wash the windows, check under the hood with oil. We checked brake fluid levels. And so it gave me the opportunity to see some really cool wheel and tire packages that they were putting on, both from the factory and what they call day two modifications, as well as all those great engine packages uh, and to be able to look in all those interiors as I was washing the windows. So, yeah, great I mean, cut my teeth and exciting. But the, and the thing too, I think, uh, wait, if we go back, Susie, I think you'll agree to this. It, it was a different culture when one pulled up in a gas station. You you really slowed it down, and folks looked at your ride, and maybe you had a nice little conversation. We weren't in a rush, Wade. No. You remember those days? That, I mean, it was really like a pit stop. You you oh it yeah. Absolutely was. And, you know, back in those days, almost every corner gas station had a race car sitting on a trailer out yep. of the parking lot. And that was no different. You know, as soon as I was old enough, I had a race car sitting on a trailer in the parking lot. So uh, it really was a place to hang out and kind of a meeting place as much as it was a place to just get gas. Well, you know what's cool is we do have a gas station here in Scottsdale, yeah. Arizona, where you actually pull up and well, it has ding, a, ding. Uh, Wait, it has that little <laughs> air bell. You know, you roll up over the bell and go ding, ding, and lets you know. And, and they I come mean, out that's, and serve you. That's old school. Yeah. That is so cool. I got to go check that out. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we tell all of, our, all of our family that come on the show, you know, uh, Chandler, Arizona, we're right out of Phoenix. We'll give you a tour right. of the garage. And yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go up and check out that station, uh, if I remember correctly, that's... Uh, Combs Auto Service. Yeah, in uh, he's, he's been he's been around for 40, 50 years. But Wade, I, I got to ask you. So here you are. You're in your teens. Um, you were really attracted to all this great iron and chrome and the great stories. Did, what was the trigger for you to really get that automotive bug? Of course, you worked the family business. There was all the right. fa family stuff going on, yeah. and and you did what you did. But was there a specific event or moment that said, "Wow"? I, I'm going to move on in this industry. You know what? It, it was a combination of a bunch of moments, but I, I think if there was a particular moment, I still remember. I, I was too young to actually have a race there, but I still remember when my dad took me, and it was right down, the, literally right down the street, down the, a few exits on the freeway, to Lions Drag Strip. Oh. I watched those cars go down the drag strip, and I was like instantly hooked. I said, man, I just have to do that. That is just amazing, the smell, the sound. It's such a visceral experience at a drag race, especially back then. I mean, we were sitting 
basically, you know, on the guardrail, right, watching these races, and it was just phenomenal. So, yeah, yeah, no doubt. One event, that was it. Yeah. I want you guys, while we're having a combo here uh, with Wade Kawasaki, get on to Wade Kawasaki's Car Guy Adventures. Uh, you can catch that on YouTube as well as Instagram. Uh, Wade, you do an amazing yeah, job on, going behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, and, and that's, that's on Facebook, too. So if you're, yeah. uh, if you're into Facebook, uh, you can go to Car Guy Adventures on Facebook and our, our video content there as well. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. So uh, you're progressing. Um, were you like me? Because when I got married, my honeymoon evening, I was interviewing for the dealer because I said I couldn't work for family. I worked for my family <laughs> the first five years wrenching. Did, did you have some of that? I mean, how did you segue out of family and then sort of evolve in the industry? What were your next steps after? Yeah, after that, that? that's exactly how it was with me as well. I mean, I love my dad. He was just a wonderful man. Taught me how to be a mechanic. Taught me how to set up a race car. I mean, you know, just really, I, I just got such a a great education, a car guy education from him and a passion for cars. But it was just really tough to work every day with him. So uh, after I got out of high school, got a job at the local speed shop. And to tell you the truth, you know, Frank, Susie, I owed them more money for race car parts. <laughs> oh, than I could my gosh. At my dad's <laughs> gas station for 50 cents an hour. So it was either go to work for them. They didn't have dishes for me to wash, so I, I would have to sweep up the floor. I don't know what I'd have to do. So <laughs> went to work for the local service center in uh, Torrance, California, and, uh, you know, that's when I, I started my career in the industry. That's well, excellent. That's, so uh, we, we've got a few minutes before we cut to break, and we've got plenty of time here. Let's fast forward to one of, uh, well, one of the industry's uh, great brands, uh, that is Coker Tire. Uh, you worked for Coker Tire and talk to us how about you transitioned into Coker Tire. And what did you do there? Yeah, so, you know, uh, uh, I've known Coker Tire for you know, many, 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 many years. I did some consulting work for them. You know, my wife and I had both founded and acquired and sold companies. And so we, we sold a group of companies, and I had to be that dreaded consultant for the folks that we sold it to, which is, you know, they you have to do that in order to get all your money, but they sit there and pay to be in board meetings that uh, they don't listen to board <laughs> But uh, it, was, uh, it was a transition time for me, and uh, I went ahead and, and uh, went aboard at Coker Tire as a consultant again. And uh, we, we got these wheel brands that uh, Coker Tire or, uh, owned at the time, Wheel Vintage, especially Wheel. Actually, it wasn't Wheel Vintage yet. Especially Wheel and Roadster Wire Wheel. We ended up purchasing Wheel Vintage and then putting together a purpose-built manufacturing center in the city of industry, bringing those companies from Chicago, from Cerritos, California, from Fresno, Arizona, and from Portland, Oregon, down to this one facility, which is still our main wheel manufacturing facility and West Coast Distribution Center uh, for Coker Tire. Became a partner in Coker Tire. And then a couple of years ago, as, as you guys both know, in fact, it's been two and a half years now, uh, both Corky and I decided to sell uh, to a private equity group. Uh, this was a really great fit. I really had a lot of respect for Irving Place Capital, the equity group, and I decided to take a portion of my proceeds to reinvest in the new company, Go Forward Company, and, uh, and remain a CEO. So it's been a great experience, and uh, just looking forward to, to seeing what we can do as a, as a partnership. Yeah, I got to tell you, you, you guys tuning in, whether you're, you're hanging in North Dakota, uh, San Diego, Phoenix, <laughs> or the podcast, I had an opportunity to work with Wade at the Mecham auctions. Oh, and let, yeah. let me tell you something. Wade, buku respect for you in the pit, working with clients, 
talking wheels and tires. I mean, Wade was not behind the deal with a calculator. He was out there slinging tires. <laughs> and I got to say, immediately, uh, the passion you have for your customer, your client, it means a great deal to you that they get it right, you get it right, and they have the right wheel and tires. Were you always like that? I understand that you were a counterman way back when. You've always I, been driven. I, I, yeah, I absolutely was. I was a counterman at a speed shop. We had an engine building facility there. We used to go out to the races to, to help the guys out when they needed help. I mean, everything from street racing in, in Southern California to dirt track stuff at Ascot to, you know, drag racing at Orange County International Raceway. Those are things that uh, I grew up with. And that was part of being a car guy is not just selling parts from nine to six and wishing the guys good luck, but actually we've been over to their houses, helped them install parts. And, you know, that background has really helped me to be in this industry and to be successful in this industry because, you know, car guys know another car guy, right? And as you saw when I was out there, there's nothing that I'm more passionate about than keeping these collector vehicles on the road and keeping them on the road safely. So it's been a really super fun. And as, as you saw, I have a great time. I mean, it's Yeah, fun, you were very involved. Time. Yeah, very involved. And, in fact, uh, I remind you guys, get on a Coker tire, C-O-K-E-R, tire.com. Uh, not only the White Walls family, but you can also get all kinds of rims and tires, and they've got some great deals going on. Uh, Wait, let's, uh, let's have you, we're going to cut to break a little early because I want to talk more about some of the amazing industry work that you've done uh, with SEMA and then also talk a little bit more about Car Guy Adventures and maybe we can squeeze out Susie some secret sauce from Car Guy. Where is Wade going to be a month from now? What is he highlighting? (laughs) Wade, hang tight. Wrench Nation will be right back. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. Anytime AutoglassAZ.com or call 480-430-4597. Anytime Autoglass. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Is you, is or is you ain't my baby. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, get on to WrenchNation.tv. And, of course, we appreciate you, all of our Facebook family out there. Uh, any ideas for shows, topics, or if you've got a great little mechanic in your neighborhood, <laughs> we always have an open mic for the good people in the industry. Speaking of good people, uh, we've got Wade Kawasaki, President and Chief Executive Officer of Legendary Brands, formerly Coker Group. Uh, Wade, are you still there? I certainly am. Yeah. All right. So here we are now. We went from gas station pumping. To all kinds of passion, a little counter work in the performance industry. You've got the passion. And as many would, there's sort of this pay it forward. You know, what can I give back to the industry? And you've done so much work uh, with SEMA, uh, one of the biggest uh, expos in the world, if not the biggest. uh, And you served on their board 
Tell us some of the activities and some of the challenges that you were presented with uh, on the SEMA board to try to find and seek solutions for while you were on. Yeah, that's a great question, Frank. And, and I'll tell you, I, it, this spanned a lot of years. Right, I first got elected to the SEMA board of directors in 1996. I was 36 years old. I think the next youngest guy to me was in, in their 50s, so it was a, it was <laughs> wow. a big shock. It was a shock that I got elected, <laughs> and then it was even a bigger shock when I got to my first meeting. And, you know, I, I got to sit around a table with legends of our industry, you know, guys like Harry Hibbler. And, and I mean, uh, it was just incredible to be able to sit next to these guys and to listen to how they're delivering it and watch their passion for our industry translate into some practical operational things that SEMA can do to help our members succeed and prosper. So I spent a number of years on the board and then, and then became the secretary treasurer of the organization, finally the chairman of the board a couple of years ago. In fact, I'm the immediate past chairman of the board right now. And you know, it, it's been a great, great ride. And, and I wish I could say it was such a selfless thing and I, and I did it out of devotion to the industry, which is partly true, and, and it really is. To be able to give back to an industry that's given me so much, it was truly, truly a privilege. But what's really cool is to be able to work with a super smart staff at SEMA, from its president and CEO, Chris Kirsting, to senior vice president, Bill Miller, all the way down the line. These are really smart people that are just as passionate about our industry and making sure that it survives and prospers as we all are. And so to be able to work hand-in-hand, being kind of the industry arm and then the the association arm to be able to provide not just the best trade show in the world, I would say, and and I think most of you would would agree with me, where business can get done, but also all of these services that both help our industry and also protect our industry. So we have a lot of challenges and a lot of things. I mean, when when, when, I heard you talking about EGR before, when that first came out, everyone thought, oh, that's the demise of the high-performance industry, right? But we pivoted. We pivoted, we got creative, and the industry is bigger than ever. So we've run across a lot of those challenges. And, of course, the latest challenge was COVID. And uh, I'll tell you, it was very tough to make that decision to postpone the SEMA show out till this year, till 2021. Uh, tough because, you know, we love the show. We know the show is important to our members. But, you know, we just felt that the safety of our members, the safety of our exhibitors, and also the rules and regulations that were put in place at that time just made it impossible for us to move forward. So we're really looking forward to reconnecting with all of our friends, with all of our industry colleagues, and to really get down to business again for the 2021 SEMA show. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let me ask you, Wade, uh, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, as someone that's been in the industry, uh, we've had quite a few guests on the show, and we, we ask them, because not that we hope this ever comes about again for at least another million years, but what did that huddle for you and your team and your group of companies look like back in April, May of last year, how did you manage to keep your team uplifted and keep them motivated through, through what was, God, nobody knew what was going on in April yeah. of last year. The unknown. Yeah, that was the hardest part. So the hardest part is we have to make decisions, and you're absolutely right, we have to make decisions in April for what's going to happen in November. And everybody thought we had a kind of a crystal ball. We knew what was going to happen. We knew how many attendees there were going to be. We knew how many exhibitors have. COVID changed the game, right? And where you had no idea what the future was going to look like. I mean, people were predicting the stock market would crash. I mean, there was just hundreds of theories out there. 
health risks and all the rest of that. So it was hard. You know, we took the best information, the cleanest data we could at the time, and made to us the, a collaborative decision, working closely with staff, being able to keep them motivated, keep them driven, and then the board, of course, being members of the industry, being able to take kind of the temperature of the industry and find out where they were as we, as we were forced to make a, just a, a horrible decision. Uh, horrible meaning it was we, we, we felt bad we had to do that. But in the end, looking at it in the 2020 of hindsight, we made the right decision. A safety, for sure. And, in fact, uh, right. the, the sisters show, we've, we've, I've done some uh, coaching and some other things uh, with uh, Apex, right? You know, the sort of the little right. sister, little brother of uh, SEMA uh, for Industry Strong. Um, I will say, though, I, I think uh, carefully and cautiously, uh, I'd like to say post-COVID, <laughs> Susie. I think we're we're headed in that way. And then, of course, in the fall, we've got, uh, we're starting to see our industry expos. But one thing that we've learned really well, Wade, is how to Zoom. We got Zoomitis. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk uh, tires and wheels. Uh, uh, some folks think that, well, Coker Tire, we just got white walls. But, man, you have a whole slew of uh, tires, wheels, accessories on CokerTire.com. Talk to us about what one would expect I'm looking for, whether it's my old classic or perhaps I've got a future classic or, you know, hey, my regular old ride. What can I expect if I get on that website? Yeah, i got to tell you, the, the, the breadth of products that we have are just absolutely stunning and amazing. So whether you have a cushion scooter or whether you have a vintage motorcycle or even a more modern motorcycle, I just we had the privilege of selling my Honda 750 four-cylinder at the Mecham Las Vegas motorcycle auction. We have tires for that. So, or whether it's a vintage car, a vintage airplane, a vintage agricultural tractor, we have the tires and wheels for those applications. So it's a real great place to not only to take a look at if you have a specific need, but just to look at the cars. We've got some great cars on that website. It's a great way to say, hey, maybe I should get one of those, or hey, that car has a really great stance, and I really think that I should get a wheel and tire package that, that does that. Because, you know, both Frank and Susie, you know that, you know, the tire and wheel package, besides painting the car, it makes the biggest external change to the vehicle. You can really either make it or break it, depending on which wheel and tire package you choose. And definitely at Coker Tire, you have the most choices of any wheel and tire package. So we look forward to you coming to our website, taking a look. And hey, if you're not sure, pick up the phone. We've got 1-800 numbers. You can talk to one of our tire and wheel experts, and they'd be glad to help walk you through it. Yeah, CokerTire.com. Susie's got a classic. Are you salivating for some white <laughs> yeah, walls? Susie? I am salivating <laughs> for some white walls because we haven't done the tires yet, Wade. No, that's it. Um, okay, it's in so pink. What you got, Susie? So it's a 58 Chevy Del Rey. The other day oh, when Mark nice. and I, yeah, when my husband and I were out driving, we actually saw another 58 Chevy Del Rey, only it was more of a, a dragster, so it had, you know, black walls, and it looked, like, really cool. And then we were envisioning what our white walls were going to look like because we want a Sunday driver. We don't want to drag, right. you know, we don't want to drag it. We just want to casually drive. A little, le little lemonade, a little That's lemonade right. with some ice cubes in the passenger <laughs> compartment. A little something with Mark, the That's seats it. all the way back. I love that, but yeah. you need you need the white walls we for that one. We need the white walls. But my question <laughs> is, because my, uh, my upholstery guy is actually telling me, Susie, you can save money on the white walls, and I got a guy that can come out, and we can skin the side and paint it oh. white. Oh, Tell Have you heard of that? Wait, that's not. Yes. Is that? Yes, okay. so, All right. so there's, there's two ways to do that. You can't, they can skin the side and paint a white wall on it. There's, 
companies that make a plastic bait white wall that kind of snaps into the rim. And then there's other companies that even what they do is kind of retreading. They grind off the side of your tire and then they put a, a white wall on it. But really what you need to do is get a tire that was born and meant to be a white wall all its life. So our tires are made just like the factory did it. So it's a white wall that's vulcanized. It's actually a part of the tire. And if you want something that's going to last uh, as long as your car is going to last and look good for a long period of time, you're really going to want to put a real white wall tire on it. Now, listen, Coker, Coker Tire doesn't <laughs> give birth to aliens that could be a tire. Coker Tire gives birth to the true blue baby white walls. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, another question. So let's say I go with the, the Coker Tire wheel. And then okay. um, what happens if I threw a tire skirt on there? Do I take away or do I enhance that Ooh, white wall? That's a good no, question. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think fender skirts are kind of up to you and, and how, the look that you that you want and the stance that you want. I think fenders look, look great. To me, I love fender skirts. And uh, my, my 59 Ford Skyliner's got fender skirts on it and covers up a lot of my own tires. But, yeah, I just love the look of it. In fact, my Skyliner's got two sets of fender skirts, one painted the body color and also one just polished stainless steel. So that's how much I like fender skirts. So I would suggest you you run okay. the fender skirts, you got that great tire look still underneath. Okay, that sounds great. Now I got a little game for you. A little okay. game for you. Ready? All right. Kaw- Kawasaki or Suzuki? <laughs> Way to get that Honda. question. Honda. 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 Next question. Pepsi or Coker? <laughs> That's a good question because I do like Pepsi way better than Coke. So I, I, but I still got to say Coke. All right, game over. <laughs> All right. Brought to you by Susie Sockets. Susie, I, I do a lot of interviews. First time anyone's ever asked me that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, see, uh, Susie Sockets has the creative she brings. And, and Wade, you'll probably never hear that one again. <laughs> no, I won't. But uh, that's okay. Yeah. You need to be one of a kind, Susie. But Thank Susie, you. That's what it takes to be award-winning, and, and that's... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on, right on, absolutely. All right, so let's get into uh, one of the other things, uh, and, and, and typically, it's not always the case, but I may have my wheels and tires last, but somewhere in there, whether I'm converting my brake package or whether I'm right. upgrading, you guys also... Give the option. I can go on the site. Bam! I can get brakes. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So you know, we wanted to make sure that we continue to extend the offerings that we have, so people can go to one place and buy it. In fact, yeah, brakes is the next logical ex- uh, extension. And and hang on, and, and I'll, I'll maybe I can even arrange an exclusive. But we've got two acquisitions teed up right now that we're just going through final stages of due diligence. Oh, and I'll have an exciting We love it. You heard it first, right here at Ranch Nation. So. <laughs> <laughs> we All can right. extend those offerings out even farther. We that is awesome. Sure, we well, want to make sure that we, we do our best to, to keep uh, to keep these great American classic cars on the road. Yeah, no doubt. And, it, and it's great. I mean, you're talking rim strips, tubes, center caps, lug nuts, care products. It's really one stop. The worst thing that... Like, I'm shopping online, and then i got to go over here, and i got to go over there. So it's one-stop right. shop. I love it. CokerTire.com. Uh, we're going to take a break, because guess what we got to talk about? <laughs> and I love this, Wade. When we first met out of Mecham, and I saw that beautiful big poster, Car Guy Adventures, I was like, man, I can't wait to watch that. 
Car Guy Adventure. That's Wade, you, right? Yeah, you yeah. got to check the channel out while we go to break. <laughs> Wade, we're going to come back. We're going to pick your brain about some of the great cars that you got to highlight. Uh, stay tuned, Wrench Nation. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Vision Collision, a full-service auto body repair, collision repair, and automotive paint facility in Tempe, Arizona, serving all of greater Phoenix. Free towing, free estimates, Vision Collision, family owned and operated, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. You ain't nothing but a hound Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Thanks for hanging with us uh, right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Remember to get on to evit.com. Some great training programs here. Uh, skilled careers, all you name it from A to Z, including our favorite automotive and collision industry is right here yes. in your backyard. So, hey, even if you're, you're, you're out of state, in your state or city, doesn't it seems like they've cut programs across the country. Evit is a great home base, and uh, it's not impossible to... Uh, to attend remotely. Why but you, not? Can you learn how to operate a garage, uh, a gas station, Frank? Well, if it's a simulator, <laughs> it's a simulator. I'm bad. I just, you know, if it's not <laughs> Pac-Man, I, you know, my kids make fun of me. I cannot play all these high-tech games. I hear you. I you hear know, ya. I mean, unless we're solving, like if I'm in there looking at a can bus situation. <laughs> um, Wade Kawasaki, uh, are, are you still there, Mr. Wade? <laughs> oh, of course I am. Yes, an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. And I invite folks to get on to Coker tire.com but you just couldn't stop there mr wade kawasaki you said you know what i gotta highlight the industry uh <laughs> you were doing a lot of that uh with our favorite family at meekum auctions uh yep. so involved and and talk to us about what was the sort of invigorating factor you're a busy guy you're doing all this stuff and you said well let's start a youtube channel facebook deal i'm gonna highlight the Wonderful rides. Talk to us about that. <laughs> I, I, I wish it was that organized. I wish I could say, you know, we had a plan, and we thought, this is what we should do. You know, bottom line is, I, I'm at these events. We're working these events. You see, you've seen me work those events, and you know, just having a great time. And, and I, I just thought there's some great cars here that the majority of the people, the majority of our car guys out there, don't get to see and don't get to experience. Is number one, and number two, there's people that are bidding online for these cars that don't get that chance either. So I said, you know what, let me just hold my iPhone up and, you know, switch the camera around and talk about these cars. And it just caught on, and we went from, you know, getting 50 views to 100 views to now we've got them, you know, well over 30 or 40,000 views. That's awesome. Uh, over the weekend that are taking a look at these cars. So, you know, people are saying, hey, thank you for what you do. We'd love to learn about cars. We didn't get a chance to go to all these great events. So... You know what? We just decided we'll just keep on going. I mean, we don't take it high tech uh, like you, Frank. You're, you're, you're. Oh no, we're not that high tech. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like you, man. Like, in fact, I I have to interject because a lot of our listeners are, you know, whatever brand they love and they're driving their passion for. What happens is they get twisted from a technology point of view, and the fact is, just pick up your phone and start going. And speak from the heart and let the, you know, share that journey. You've done a very good job that way. Well, thank you. You know what? We just have a blast, right? We just have a good time. We want to share this hobby. We want to share our passion. And, uh, you know, and, and a lot of folks during COVID didn't get the opportunity to do that. And, 
hey, you know what, as we start getting back going, as, as you said, and get post-COVID, uh, you know, as everyone gets out, they're going to want to know what they, they should be doing. And so, you know, we want to take these events that we attend, these shows that we go to, whether it's a Hershey Swap Meet or whether it's a Meekum or whether it's a Goodwood Festival Speed in the U.K., you know, we want to, or a Stuttgart Motor Show, no matter where it is, no matter yeah. what it is, we want to try to bring it to people so they can start to experience some of that. Yeah, you guys check out Car Guy Adventures. You can find that all over the Internet, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yep. One of my favorites, and we ran into Drew Alcazar, Russo and Steele, has been on the show. Right. Great cat, awesome guy. We Great ran guy. into him uh, months and months later uh, at a Jaguar. At the event. The event, the Jaguar E-event, which oh, was awesome. Cool. And you had the opportunity uh, to get into one of the, the how to buy a classic sport car. You actually highlighted that 64 Jaguar E-Type. Right, exactly. And, you know, I, I thought that was going to be very helpful, too. And, and this is one of the things where we listen to the feedback of the people that are viewing this and, and kind of experience this with, with us. And they said, hey, I don't know how to, I wouldn't know how to buy a car. I don't know what to look for. So I did that. I, I got this E-Type e uh, Jaguar, and I went through exactly what the things that we look for and how we try to place a value on it. And it, it turned out to be a, a great video, really popular. And, and any time we can help people get into our hobby, we want to make sure that we do that. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. In fact, that segues perfectly into sort of this next conversation, a great premise of our show, uh, a great premise and passion of yours, Wade, is really passing the torch to the future. We discussed earlier 100 million lines of code. We don't want to get knee-deep into legislation, but right now, uh, sort of the rebuttal to right to repair out in Massachusetts and right. all of the free flow of data, especially in the aftermarket world. Um, yeah. You and, and folks, you can catch this as well on uh, Car Guy Adventures' YouTube channel. Wade, you are an amazing proponent of saying, hey, you know what, let's get that youngster to touch, feel, tinker, get off the phone, get under hood, undercarriage. Talk to us about how you see that relationship for youngsters. I ask everyone. And Susie, we yeah. get, we, it, it, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, it's hashtag fake news if we think car culture is going anyway. What say you, Mr. Wade Kawasaki? I say the same thing. I'll tell you, the great American dream is to be able to have the freedom to personalize and customize. And in, 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 the, in the case of the collision, it's to also repair your own vehicle. That's a fundamental right that we have, and that's why the Right to Repair Act was, was passed, and we're standing very staunchly behind that. We have, a, uh, of course, our Washington, D.C. office, and uh, they do a great job of monitoring uh, all the legislation that's coming around the corner. And, you know, you, you, you of course, are very familiar with the RPM Act that we, we supported and got yes. passed. And that, that car, that EPA uh, language was stuck in the middle of a mid-sized diesel paper. So they just try to, like, sneak it in there. But our D.C. office caught it. We kind of raised the banner on that. NASCAR, all the major sanctioning bodies got involved and. You know, we're able to put the put the pressure to bear, but if it wasn't for SEMA's Washington D.C. staff, this might have gone unnoticed and and really been hurtful for our industry. Yeah, no doubt. In fact, tech, I, yeah, I, I want to interject because a lot of our folks uh, will be attending SEMA. Uh, a lot of glitz, a lot of glam, a lot of good stuff, conversations and cars, but they don't realize uh, what's happening behind the scenes. That legislative and, and without right. getting in the weeds, this isn't a political show. But SEMA released a series of white papers regarding how the aftermarket can thrive safely 
regarding performance applications in all these uh, ADAS, uh, all these right. advanced driver awareness systems, this is critical to SEMA's mission as well that folks may not be seeing on the on the front face of it all. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we work diligently both with, you know, some, you know, it's funny, the OEs, right, Ford, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Toyota, Mitsubishi, all of the OEs, whether they're German, Japanese, American, or Korean, you know, it's kind of a love-hate relationship. But we love their cars. We want to do their, We want to help them sell more cars. But they're also trying to lock us out every once in a while. So it's a it's a delicate balance that we take. But we take the position of the OEs. They create the cars. They create the. Uh, we help them create more excitement around their brand. So we want them involved. We invite them into the show. They all have big displays. They all see the value of SEMA and the value of the aftermarket to continue to customize their vehicles. So everyone's not driving the same car around. So yeah. it's, an, it's, it's an exciting time. And, you know, people have predicted the death of the automotive aftermarket, you know, dozens of different times across our history. But I'll tell you, we'll continue to be agile. We'll continue to pivot and adapt. And uh, they'll always be custom cars. Yeah. The heritage and tradition lives on today of Coker Tire, established way back in 1958 with now the legendary brands. I want you, family, to get on to CokerTire.com. Before we exit, Wade, we've got to ask you, we try to get the secret sauce. We almost got some of it, <laughs> but this will be an easy one for you, Wade. You're looking at a particular vehicle that keeps escaping you. You want to go out, touch it, feel it, film it, become it. What vehicle are you chasing down what vehicle would you really like to interview? Wow, that is a very good question. I, I, think, uh, <laughs> I think I just uh, threw it uh, right <laughs> off guard. And, and you, you, you stumped me a little bit, but <laughs> because I'm such a James Bond fan, uh, ah. that I would, and, and I'm such a big fan of what Aston Martin does, both in Formula One and their motor cars, got to visit Aston Martin Works, and they just do a phenomenal job with their not recreation, but continuation. DB4 GTs, db 5 I mean, I would love to get in one of those DB4 GTs. And they built kind of a track version, too, that both streetable on track. I'd love to get in one of those, take it on the track. So, Justin Pierce, the rest of you guys at uh, Aston Martin Works, remember I said that. Invite me out. I would love to take one of those out on the track. You Aww. never know what Wrench Nation can bring on the show. But until then, Wade, keep spreading the passion. And as, as one of the talent leaders of the industry, we appreciate all you do and the excitement you're bringing to Coker Tire. Uh, that is incredible, not only for the consumer, but uh, car enthusiasts, young or old, man. You're, you're, creating, you're creating some dreams. Those wheels and tires are part of the dream. <laughs> So, Frank, Susie, thank you so much. It's been a privilege to be on and, and just great to share uh, stories with other passionate car guys. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We appreciate you. And if you're ever in uh, Phoenix, man, we'll come and see you. We'll send a car for Mr. Wade Kawasaki. That's we'll right. make sure it has white walls on that car. <laughs> and uh, we'll give you a shop tour. And, and uh, we'll see you around the industry for sure. Thank you so much, Wade Kawasaki. Yeah, Wade, thank you. Well, Susie, I'm going to expect you to come pick me up in that 58 Del Rey. <laughs> oh, my go. gosh. <laughs> Done. It's a deal. That's it. Okay, Thank you. Wait, take care. Right on. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, so, uh, I mean, uh, you, Wade's done a lot. Yeah, but you and, heard it. 
We're going to go riding in the Del Rey. That's it. I mean, you just got to, you know, really the message is this. For a lot of you right now, and we've all been there, you may right now be pumping gas somewhere. (laughs) But that's okay. Stay on focus. It's okay. Stay vision about what you like. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Are you going to have cracks in the concrete and shortcomings and failures? Invite those. Invite those. And what's really cool, and I mean this from heart and spirit, when we first met, you know, we've done a lot of interviews, mm-hmm. but Wade had his, his sleeves rolled up. He was in the pit talking to dozens of people. Yep, that really about, impressed you. It, it did. Yep, it you told came back me, talking about here's, it. Here's a gentleman that is not just slinging something, mm-hmm. you know, and we, you guys know, listening, when you go out and you can tell when you get that cold, I mean, literally that product is cold yep. because the people representing that product are cold. You but can you want to know that. something? You it's were, nice to have that. But to see Wade doing that, that's exactly what you do. No, I don't. Yes, it's not about you me. do, Frank. Um, you guys check out Car Guy Adventures. I want you to check that out. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I'm already following it. Yes, you are. <laughs> and we are as well. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we're honored uh, here in a few weeks. Next week. Who do we got, Susie? Oh, we my got, gosh. Let me, I got I to gotta make this announcement before we cut off. We got like 30 seconds. Gene. Win- Winfield. Field, the yep. original gangster of classic ooh, car restoration ooh. and design, along with Alan Banuelos. Mm-hmm. Of course, they mm-hmm. Gene is still at it. And and you guys got to really tune in that to the show because he, he's like the godfather. Right. And then we have the week after. I got to get on the calendar. You, you know, guys. he'll be the second oldest guest we've had on the show. Oh, we had a World War II veteran. Remember, 92, on. yeah. Yeah. So how about Spike Fairston is going to be joining us? I'll have you know, Spike Fairston wrote the soup. Nazi episode and how's that relate to cars? <laughs> well, he did work. He wrote the shows yeah. for Letterman and, and Seinfeld, and he's a big automotive guy. And he's got a podcast out, and so we got a lot of great shows coming up for you guys. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. We invite your ideas and your favorite local rock star automotive technician. Let's get them on the show. We invite them. Always have an open mic. Any last parting words, Susie? No, Frank, this was a great, great, great show. show. Amazing guest. We, we always are honored to spend time with some really fascinating people. As I tell you guys, every week be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. One of these days, things ain't gonna change.